0: Here you go. I got an update on uh, Michaela and Bernie. Bernie broke her rib, and, uh, and she's having she's having some issues. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell you how she broke it, but uh, she broke it. And uh, Michaela had to be at uh, had to be at oncology at eight o'clock this morning. She got a class, and then she got her first uh, chemo treatment. And uh she texted me about four o'clock and they were on their way home. So they've been there from about seven thirty to, to four thirty. Been there about all day. And uh and so she get to get home and she sends me a text and you know she uh, said it went great. She said feels good, it went great, I feel good. And uh so uh keep her in your prayers and uh that went well so far. And, uh, my friend update on my friend is on the prayer list that so I went to school with Tommy. Tommy Grove, uh, he uh, went and had a CT scanner, and uh, he's got to go back on the 29th. Uh, they think he may have cancer. Uh, they don't know yet. He's got he a spot, got a spot on one of his lungs. But the other thing was, that they found uh, uh, a growth in his throat on one side and a swollen lymph node on the other side. So uh, they're uh, they're going to work on that at that 29th and uh, keep him in your prayers uh, there's a lot of things going around uh, covid going around uh, a lot of people have it uh, it doesn't seem to be awful strong uh, but it's not only is it is it hitting people uh the lady i was talking to today in the grocery store with the, with the man uh they're dog died from covid so uh and yeah. it, it, it is what it is. You got all you got RSV, COVID, and the flu all rolling around, in the good old fashioned old cold. So. Any other? Pray fervently. Just thankful. heard, blessed Lord, boat there, didn't flick it. Uh, and we had power the whole time, so we were blessed. The wind blew a lot. I mean, it blew a lot. Uh, and I, I'll tell you, I got a little 12-foot trailer, and it blew that trailer off the block. And it was jacked up on and, and pushed it about five feet. There was a ditch in there. Pushed the trailer about five feet in the yard man. I'm glad I was asleep when that morning comes through. Um, but other than that, everything's good. Any other additions to the prayer? Any updates? i back there talking to Carolina. I Maybe mean, coming of you in his Bible says so what they need to do. Uh, two little Carolina Tar Heel thieves. No, <laughs>
1: uh,
0: if there's no other than let's go to the Lord's Prayer. And most glorious, Lord God, I love you, and I thank you for this day, Lord, I ask you to bless our time together, (coughs) excuse me, Lord, I ask you to uh, be with Michaela and Tommy and uh, all the ones that were lifted on the prayer uh, list, Gail and David, and all those that we didn't mention, Lord, you know each situation, we thank you, Lord, for blessing us and keeping us safe uh, during the storm, but we also want to be with those families and lift them up that... That lost a lot of suspect in Florida and other places with her, uh, tornadoes. Lord, we just thank you for keeping us safe. Uh, you've blessed us and we, we just thank you for it. Lord, we ask you to uh, open your word up to us tonight uh, so that we can glean what you would have us to glean, that we can take it forward, apply it to our lives, and, and, and be examples for you. Lord, uh, we understand that you know times are, are getting shorter. All you have to do is look around and see and see what's happening, and we know that your days of return are not far away. Lord, we love you. May you find us worthy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 And with that being said, uh, before we get started, now if you want me to, do, I can cast two demons out of this building right back. <laughs> if not, then you can sit down and pay attention and we'll get to this Bible session. Not having no non and people that got goat up on their foot.
1: Uh <laughs> what? That they, it, it, it the inside? Is. No, they uh, are, I have another prayer request for our friend Brian. Right. Uh, what was his last name Davies. Davies. Brian Davies, who you all been praying for in Canada, passed away. Oh. He went home okay. Everything was great. And then they caught up with him. He, um, I don't know the details, but he, he got sick and died, and he has his funeral Saturday. No?
0: Probably.
1: Probably. Basically. Oh, okay. Yes. He said yes to Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. No, that, Didn't that was do not have his name on my mind. That's, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Now, the stuff that's going cool. on
0: cool. back there between one that and that one is different. Dumb basketball oh, He's
1: just
0: repeating what you said, to be honest. Well, I'm just telling you, that, that jersey did not say Jesus.
1: It said, hey, Jesus. Okay.
0: Okay. And besides that, oh, besides no. that, who would put who Jesus didn't play basketball? And he sure would have played at Carolina. He would probably played at Notre Dame or someplace. I actually know he would played it way far. That's true. He would have played it way far. In fact, he played away far. He wouldn't play the Duke. He sure wouldn't. Sure wouldn't play the liberal Catholic. Yeah. Anyway, with that being said, we've digressed enough today. It's time to get started. We're going to start in, uh, in, in verse 18. And I don't know how your Bibles will broken down. Some have titles, some have subtitles. It says, From Suffering to Glory. And this 18 will run probably, probably to about uh, verse 30, but we're not going to go that far tonight. We'll probably go to about. Uh, 25, we'd be lucky if we get there. 27. Yeah, we'd be lucky, we'd be lucky if we get there. Um, it says, for I I'm going to start in verse 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Uh, for the earnest expectation of the creation uh, eagerly awaits oh uh, for the revealing of the sons of God, for the uh, for the creation was subjected to flutility, uh, <coughs> not uh, willingly, but because of Him who subjected it in hope. Uh, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of uh, corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Uh, For we know that the the whole creation groans and labors with birth pain together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves, uh, groan within uh, ourselves regularly or eagerly awaiting for the adoption, the uh, redemption of our body uh, for we were saved in this hope, but hope that uh, is seen is not hope. For we, uh, for why does one still hope for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly await, or we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. And We do not know what we should pray for, uh, as we ought. But the Spirit, it, 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 the Spirit itself Himself, makes intercession for, the, uh, for us with groaning, which cannot be uttered. Uh, now, we who, uh, who scratch the heart or search the hearts of uh, and know what the, man, the mind of the Spirit is because He makes intercession for the saints according to the uh, will of God. And we know all that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are
1: called according to His purpose. Let's stop right there. Um, so in it, verse
0: 8, it says, you know, we starting down this section. It says, Christ is promised us future deliverance. That's the hope we have—a future deliverance. Uh, deliverance will come to the creation. It says, deliverance will come to the creation. The creation and our sufferings in this world are nothing. It's kind of hard to tell somebody to suffer that suffering that it's nothing. Uh, the sufferings we now suffer are nothing in comparison. Uh, we suffer light affliction which is only for a moment, Second Corinthians 4, 17 to 18. We suffer for a little while with various trials, 1 Peter uh, 1, 6. Why is it that we only suffer for a short period? It may seem like we're walking through a long, dark path, but why is these sufferings only for a short period? They're only for a short period because that's how we grow in our faith. That's how we learn to rely upon God. That's how we grow. (laughs) The suffering will be replaced by the glory to be revealed. Uh, We will one day appear with Christ in glory. Let me repeat that. The suffering will be replaced by glory to be revealed. We will one day appear with Christ in glory in Colossians uh, 3.4 and 1 Peter 4.13. Everything that we're going through here, it, yes, it may be terrible and yes, it may be bad, but it's nothing compared to the glory that we're going to be—that's going to be revealed to us uh, in the future. We have that, assurance. We have that seal. He sealed us. We're going to be in glory, or we're going to appear with Christ in glory. Not just you're going to be anymore, you're going to appear with him anymore. The creation is waiting for the Son of God to be revealed. The creation is eagerly waiting also. The creation is looking for the new heaven and the new earth. Why do you think we have groaning? Why do you think the earth has earthquakes? why do you think all these things are happening? It's groaning. It's groaning. It's ready for the return of Christ. It always has been since the fall. It's looking for So the first advent of Christ came. He did what he had to do. He was crucified. He, rid- he rose from the grave. And then he ascended to heaven. He sits in heaven now. He's good. He's alive. He's alive. That's why they never found a a, 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 a grave with his body in it. Because he's not there. He's in heaven. Alright? With that being said. Uh, The creation is waiting, Uh, it's looking for the new heaven and the new earth. What did he tell it? There was going to be a new what? A new heaven and a new earth. The whole creation, the tree, the grass, the bird, the animal. Go ahead, brother.
1: This is all created stuff. Uh, The earth here, uh, I don't know this for sure, but doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have what we have. And so right in this very sentence, When the glory in us, if you read that, the glory in us, that's the Spirit, and the Spirit that's bound, the glory is the Holy Spirit in us as we reveal. The creation will sense this. The creation will celebrate. The creation is waiting eagerly for this to happen because it's frustration, is the way that the the theologians put it, it's frustrating. It was frustrating. What? It was put, you know thistles and weeds in it and we had to toil in it. We had to tear into it. It wasn't a natural thing. It was cursed. The, uh, the ground part of it was cursed because a man's sin. It did not sin. We <coughs> sinned and it was cursed thereof. And then this created thing will have a redemption. Right. Now I don't know if I understand that. I think I gotta, you
0: know, I can kind of put it in the sense of with my little country mind. They ain't gonna be no sandsburg and the briar. <laughs> They're not. They ain't gonna be no mosquitoes. All those things are gone. They weren't in paradise. Blood sucking insects weren't in paradise. They didn't come into the fall. Nothing meets blood until after the fall. Well, you. <laughs> but yeah, they was living on something else, but they wasn't living on blood. <laughs> and see, those things came after the fall. Because they had to have something to help with the uh, uh, decomposition of the body. Because nothing died until God killed them to cover Adam and Eve. Nothing died. We don't know how long it was from the time God created them until the time they fell. But nothing died. Everything that He created was still there. Everything that He
1: created still there. Nothing died. We can get a taste of this in the laments in the Bible. There's right. Jeremiah, there's Isaiah, and there's Joel. And those are romance. And it talks about the... Frustration of the earth, the lament of the earth. We'll read a couple of here later. But the point is that it is a mystery. It's it's hidden as to what. Is God's getting His message through to us. If we get it right, then we'll celebrate with the earth in its redemption. So the heavens and the new earth. Second Peter three verses eleven
0: through thirteen. The creation. Wait for the revealing of the sons of God. That's in the tale. The creation waits to see those who have been redeemed. The sons of God are those who have been redeemed. Creation is waiting to see who they are for them to be revealed. Creation is waiting for us to be revealed to them they are created. Romans eight twenty three. The creation was subjected to futility. It. it, it It had no choice in the matter. It had no choice. It was done uh, without its approval, that it even had an opinion in it to start with. The creation suffered from the sin of man. The creation was judged when man sinned. When man sinned and things he told them they would die so they ate from that, not only did they die, but things started to die. Something had to die for God to cover them in skin, remember? He didn't say what died, but something died. And from that point forward, there's been death on this earth. I mean, look at it. Even you get to the flood, look at that. After the flood, all of us in here have, have probably had somebody close to us pass away. The older you get, it's more likely it's going to be your parents have pass away and your siblings if you have to you know so all of us are good friends and, and things that happen you know uh, people that died in war we're all affected by death and we have been since the fall of man the creation us uh, excuse me, uh, the creation did not do this willingly the earth that God created did not willingly go into go into uh, into sin. The creation was cursed by God because of man. Where did he plant man to live? On the earth. What did he tell man? To subdue it. Right? And when man sinned, the earth paid price along with man. And that was Genesis 529. The creation was subjected by him who gives hope. The creation felt this in many ways. Isaiah 24, uh, verses 5 and 6, and Jeremiah, verses 12, 4 and 11. Talks about it. Talks about this. Talks about the earth being subjected to to this that we live in now, this uh, bad, destroyed facsimile of what it was. See, we're living in a a corrupted world. We're living in a world that was destroyed. As beautiful as the things are, you know, the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, uh, Victoria Falls in Canada, as beautiful as all these things are, they will result in destruction. Imagine how beautiful this place was prior to the fall. If it looks this good in destruction, what does it look like? What does it look like? We can't imagine. We can't imagine? There was no lions chasing monkeys to eat. There was whatever. There, was, there wasn't. There was no death. There was no death. And so, because of man, it fell. The creation will one day be delivered from bondage. And uh, That's in verse 21. It says, the creation will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. The Lord will create a creation filled with righteousness. 2 Peter 3.13 The first creation was created in righteousness. It was created perfect. What did he say? He said it was good. And he did it was great. The creation will experience the glorious liberty of the Son of God. The creation will no longer be under the curse. Revelation 22 verses 3, 4, and 5. No longer be under the curse. The creation is grown and travailing in pain. The creation groans with birth pain and labor. It's subjected to futility. Romans eight twenty, and John 16.21. Excuse me, John sixteen twenty one. It was subjected, kind of like us. We were subjected to the sinful nature of man without any, it was utility. We had no choice in that. We inherited We inherited it. we inherited The creation is still waiting to be delivered. The creation is waiting to be delivered from the bondage of corruption on the day 21.
1: Everybody.
0: Go ahead. <clears throat> While we're talking about creation, and it just reminded me of Dr. David Jeremiah was talking about in Revelation after during the tribulation period, the earth will pour out its judgment on the earth. I mean, it will pour out disastrous stuff on the earth along with Satan and Jesus. Okay? But it'll be earth, Satan, and Jesus. And I always found that you're talking about interesting, how the earth would be a part of it. It's, that he mentions the earth specifically that it will pour its own, I don't know if the word is correct, yeah, but judgment.
1: It will actually cause travesty right. in that, during that tribulation period. What he's doing
0: is he's pouring out his wrath, the wrath of Jacob. That's called the wrath of Jacob. And he's poured out his judgment on the earth for all of those who freely reject God. But, but it specifically talks about the earth. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's just yeah. like how did the flood come? The earth bubbled up water. How a I it's out of the depths of the earth? The crust crack, cracked and water came out yeah. Scientists today still can't explain that. Yeah. And it was globally. And they'll try to say, you know, every every civilization had a flood for Yeah, we don't want it because it had a flood. I mean it's not rocket science. I mean, if every, if every civilization or every people group has a flood story, what does that tell you? No matter, well, no matter whether they're in Indonesia, no matter whether they're in South America, no matter whether they're in Alaska, Russia, what, what does it tell you? There was a flood. Man, don't take a rock and a PhD to figure that out. It's like most all of yours are, are all of your people groups, especially those that, are, that have been isolated for centuries, they trace their lineage back? So when, I, when I was in school, the class I took on uh, on lineage, and, and uh, it was actually during a class of apologetics, and we had to do uh, uh, our uh, trees, family trees, and lineage. So there is a group of people that were between Europe, Russia, and and, and China. They were so isolated that nothing ever got to them. And when they finally got to them and got to understand the language, and they found out about their lineage, their lineage went all the way back to dirt. Who was Adam? Dirt. So,
1: you know. And they
0: had a fun story too.
1: They
0: have a blood story, too. How did
1: that happen? Oh, it's like China China has the name for the right vote. And Chinese, it's three symbols. One is age one is people, and one is art. And when you ask a, a Christian from China to explain that to you, they go crazy. They're so happy to explain it. Oh. It's an indelible stamp that they are. God's present. God's present
0: in creation, and even today cries out. You know, He said, "If you, I don't testify, the rocks will moan." Right? The rocks will cry. And so, uh, and sure enough, they're not covering stuff every day in these little tails that they're where they're dusting off the rocks and finding all kinds. Science is proving the Bible. That's the only way to put it. Science is proving the Bible. Science, some of science set out to disprove the Bible and they always wound up proving
1: it. Uh,
0: uh, we are also waiting for the redemption of our body, age 23. We are waiting with the, uh, with the creation for deliverance. What, what is our goal here? Our goal is to live a Christian life, share the gospel, and serve Him. And when we die, if we die before He can return, our bodies go into the ground, but our souls go to heaven. And and they're longing for them them to be reunited. So so we need deliverance from our weakness, Romans 8.26. We know how wretched we are in our hearts, Romans 7.24. We're wrecked. We're wrecked. I mean, we, we do good. Trust me. We do some good. But what does Christ say about the good we do? The absolute best you can do is like filthy rags. So the only way that we can do good and love others is we have to do it through the Holy Spirit. Without We don't know the depth of love until we dwell in, in the Holy Spirit. And then I don't know that we still know the depth of love. But we did man. So, uh, we have given the first, we have been given the first fruits of the Spirit. We've been given the first fruits of the Spirit. We have received the Spirit in our heart. Romans 5, 5. That's what I was what we were talking about. Sunday, a little bit, you know, and, and before. Or well, Monday night, especially. When is the last time you've heard the Holy Spirit voice? Would you recognize if it's Because it's not going to come in a loud mood. And I am you, but know, I'm not saying it can't. But most of the time, it's going to be a little soft whisper in your ear. Do you recognize it? Do you push it off? When is the last time you've heard Now these are questions that, that I've asked myself. These are questions that only you can answer. And I'm not asking for you to raise your head unless you feel God's fixing you to think. When is the last time you heard the Spirit speak to you? When is the last time you could one hundred percent unequivocally say the Holy Spirit <laughs> spoke to me in the this? Hopefully, it's recently. weeks. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, it's recently. I believe today, and it wasn't right. a voice; it was a unique. This is yeah. what you need to do. Right. Right. It's, you know, it's one of those situations. Trust yeah, me, I know. I know. And so we need to be in tune with that because there's a lot of stuff that, that, that we kind of shoved on past and then listen to it. That we need to get yeah. back into the realm of things and
1: go. To add to that, I, I know uh, for a fact when I push it back yeah. and, and persistently it'll come back the second time. I'll push it away again. Yeah. And the third time I pay attention, it's usually that third time I know this is something serious. I haven't figured it out yet. But i me to add something in here. Go okay. ahead. Um, we're talking about the groaning of, of the spirit. Actually, the spirit, God knows our heart. The spirit says, carries forth what our mind or our utterances are, translates it, where the will of God gets it corrected, so to speak. The message is corrected because it, it has to agree with the will of God, and it goes forward. Listen to Job 3.24. For sighing comes to me instead of food. My groans pour out like water. Listen to what God says in Isaiah 7. I'll read a couple verses. What more could have been done for my vineyard? This is God talking. Then I have done for it. When I looked for good grapes, why did it only yield bad? Now I will tell you what I'm going to do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and I will, and it will be destroyed. I will break down its wall, and it will be trampled. I will make it like a wasteland, a wasteland, neither prune nor cultivate. The briars and thorns will grow there. I will command the clouds not to rain on it. The vineyard of the Lord Almighty is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are the garden and is of his delight. And he looked for justice, but saw bloodshed. He looked for righteousness, but heard cries of distress. Heard cries, groans of distress. These are the groanings and this is God's vineyard, Israel. And it's a song of the vineyard in Isaiah. There's multiple cases where these laments God stopped talking there for a moment and the lament went on. But but Isaiah is carrying forth a lament in the in the message from God. It goes back and forth like that. Plenty of laments. So justification was hope. I mean, justification was instantaneous. The earth didn't see that necessarily. We're in this chapter of sanctification. And now hope has come forth with the earth itself. Cannot wait for the hope we will see. Because it also has this hope. Interesting. It has the hope. It does not need to be justified. For
0: We receive the Spirit in our heart 5.5. We receive the Spirit as our guarantee. It wasn't just that He indwelled us because He loved us, He did. He indwelled us with the Holy Spirit and not carried our sin and thought Have we let the Holy Spirit be a help? Or have we let the Holy Spirit be alone for the That's the question. That's a tough question. When did we let him lead and when did we say you got to follow mud? because I am hard-headed and I'm doing it this way, my way. And that, that's the struggle that goes on all the time. Remember what did he say? He said you got to you got to you got to, you got to try the spirit every time.
1: Yes, the spirit.
0: Try the spirit every time. And they'll deceive not only by the Holy Spirit, but not by the Holy Spirit, but by by the Spirit. But it's not in us. He's dangling something out in front of us. But most of the time, uh, it's our own fault. And we blame it on them. The devil gets too much courage. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he gets blamed for a lot of stuff that he probably ain't really responsible for. Some of them just flat out of And we use the devil as a crutch or as an excuse to stand before God. Uh, we have the fruit of the Spirit developing in our life. And this is a video right here. That other verse was uh, 2 Corinthians 5.5. 5. This is Galatians 5.22 and 23. This is the big We have the fruit of the Spirit developing in our life. Are our lives being transformed daily by the Holy Spirit? Are our lives being transformed by the Word of God? Are our lives and our actions being made holy because I am holy? Where do we stand on that? I mean, you know, I can answer for these. Are we being made better every day? When we pray and we ask God, not to make me better than my brother, but make me better than myself. Let me be better today than I was yesterday myself. If I get better, if I make me a better person today, tomorrow I want to make me a better person tomorrow. I don't want to be better than anybody. I want to be better than me. If I get better than me, that's going to radiali- radiate out to others. I'm not the same person I was. Trust me, I'm going to tell you this, this This season has caused me to do a lot of repent, caused me to do a lot of reflection, caused me to do a lot of rededicating, and um, I'm understanding the shortness of not only my time, but our time. Uh, I don't know when? But there's an urgency to what I got to do. After all the time I spent uh, praying and, and, and reading and, 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 and meditating, there is a an urgency. And I think that a lot of people are taking this stuff kind of helplessly for life the <sighs> they need for over 2,000 years. Just let just push it away. We the class. Yeah, that's right. Actually, we, we burned it the other day. they ain't no need for it to come back. Sunday we burned it out there. It's gone. So I don't have to worry about it coming back. Satan's gonna try to call you to bring it, to call to bring it back, but let it go. I mean, uh and so here we are. We're, we're eagerly awaiting uh this. And, and so are our lives, are you being transformed? Are you? A lot of us have been coming to Christ for a long time. We came to Christ for a long time. Are we being made better and more Christ-like every day? Do I look more like Jesus today than I did yesterday? Do I look more like Jesus today than I did two days ago? A year ago? Where am I at? Where am I at? If I, if I backslid? Do I think I was farther along than I was? Well, where is my walk and where is my stand with God Almighty today? And it's a tough thing to do because it's it's hard for us to be honest with ourselves. We know the truth. We just don't want to hear it. Trust me. We know the truth. We don't want to speak it, and we sure don't want anybody else to speak it. What happens when somebody speaks truth about you? If you've something, what happens? you the first thing you get angry, like Adam. And then, then you gotta find somebody to blame them or make an excuse for them or hide, or hide. and what does that do separate you from god you need, to, you need to get through it. he already knows it look he not only does he know what you did he knows the reason you did it he knows the thoughts you had at the moment you executed you can't hide from. Why? You, excuse why why are we still trying to spin things before the Creator who knows it all. He knows it all. I mean, think about that. I, I I've seen a thing today that called me to really think I had that here. Tonight. What if, what if, on the way from the scurvy to, to uh, Golgatha, halfway there, he dropped across and said, I'm not doing it. I'm done. He said, look at what you, he said, I know how you people treat me now. I know how you're going to treat me. What? Why should I go hang on this cross and die for somebody who
1: will never ever give me that whole heart? At that moment in time, no one had believed him. That's Well I'm just saying this is, this is That's in John 12.
0: Well I'm just saying, what if you dropped it? What if he said, no, you people are crazy. You people aren't worth this. I see how you treat me. Yes, in public all you this, but in your heart and in your closet, you are terrible. You treat me like crap.
1: But he had that hope and he carried it all the way there. In spite of us, he carried it there. Think about he it that. He,
0: he could have stopped. He could have called down angels and they would have stopped right
1: there. 72,000 of them are calculated right there. 12 legions.
0: He could have called them all. No more. And guess what? all of us will get exactly what we deserve. Hey. But because he carried that cross over, because he gave up the ghost, and because he made it in the grave, and because he wrote, we have a free gift. He said, look, all who are weary, bring your love to me. All you have to do is call upon my name. All who call upon my name shall be saved. That's all you had to do. Lord, I need you to help me. I need you to run my life. Or whatever it was you prayed. See, there's no step prayer for salvation. All you got to do is, Jesus, help me. That's it. You know, we have to, you know, they come up with all these acronyms. You know, I remember the it was really good. ABC. Admit, believe, and confess. Admit, believe, and confess. Well, yeah. That's true. But when you ask Christ into your heart, you you can't ask him into your heart unless you truly believe that he's who he was. You can't do it. Christ can come upon you with the spirit from outside. He can lead you to the well. He cannot make you drink. open the door. That's right. We said, you know, I I stand at the door and knock. If you open the door, I will come in and stuff. He does everything for salvation that needs to be done and all you have to do is admit it. Ask it. That's it. Free gift. And you have eternity. And if you don't open that door, you're not being saved. You're not, you're not being redeemed. You're not accepting the free gift. That's period. That's it. You know why he won't force you into that? Because he wants you to come of your own free will. He gave us free will. We're the only creatures in creation that have free will. He wants you to freely work with Him. He wants you to freely come to Him. So when we came to Christ and we freely gave our lives to Him, why do we freely walk away? Why do we freely not give Him 100%? He freely died for us. He freely bled took that pain, my sin, cherry sin, as terrible as my heart. He died for me. Who am I that he would do that for? Who am I? I'm an insignificant speck in the universe, but yet he knows my name. He knew me before I was created and knitted in the He knew me the day he set the foundation of the world. he died. He died for me so that I could be indwelled with the Holy Spirit and in eternity with Him. That's why when you go to share a gospel, don't be afraid. The absolute worst thing that can happen is they kill you. And if you do, you win. Ask it from the body, present with the Lord. None of us want to die. And most of the time, unless you're somewhere. You're not even going to be, you're not going to die. They may curse you. They may spit upon you. They may egg you. Throw water at you, oil, whatever. They may even throw human excrement at you. Most the people ain't going to kill you. Most of the people around here, they're going to tell you no, they're not interested in walk off. You know why we don't it? We're afraid that somebody some us no. Or either we're afraid of who Jesus Christ is and what He means to us. One of the two. That's it. That is it. God called us to be His disciples. He called us to be His representatives and His pastors. He told us in Colossians that we are a royal priesthood. Each one of us have been ordained to share the gospel. And the reason we're able to do it because we've been in well with the guarantee of our salvation and our future the Holy Spirit. Period. That's it. I don't care if you're Catholic. I don't care what you are. I don't care how you believe and how you line up. The main thing is that Jesus Christ died on the cross and He called us to preach the gospel. Every one of us, Not just the pastor and the pulpit. It's everybody's job to share the gospel. That's called preaching the good news. Think about this. Isn't it really truly good news that you don't have to go to hell? I mean, that's great news. Of course, today, you know, there's a lot of people that don't even believe there Well, that's fine. Give it, to them and give it to them this way. Are you willing to bet your eternity that there ain't no hell? I said, mean, you can call me and tell me I'm at, I'm archaic, I'm, a I'm a superstitious, and I believe this stuff. <coughs> a book that was written by so many different authors over so many years and you believe it's true? Yeah, I believe it's true. I said, well, here's the deal. Let me explain to you this If I live my life believing that Jesus Christ is who He is and God is who He is and we die, me and you die at the same time, we get to the other side and there ain't no God and no Jesus. I still live my life better than you because I have hope of something better. I said, but if we do this we get to the other side and Jesus is who he is and God is who he is, do you think he's going to pardon you because you rejected him? I ain't going to bet my, my eternity on that. Look, nope. I believe Jesus Christ is who he is. And what it plays out, I know. I have experienced it. I know he's who he is. I know he does what he says he's going to do if, because he's already told us what he's going to do and it happened. We know what's coming. There's no way that we can be here when all of this stuff starts breaking down and rebuilding the temple. We can't be here because we know who the Antichrist will be. We'll be screaming it from the mountaintop because, number one, we're not going to take the mark of the beast. We're not going to do any of that. Why? Because we read the Bible. We're not going to be influenced by an influence fellow who's going to be so charismatic that people are going to follow it. I can tell you right now. Jesus Christ was walking through this door and most of us wouldn't follow him because we wouldn't believe it. So how are you going to follow some guy on TV who's going to be broadcast all over the world as a great peacemaker? He's going to do a few little David Copperfield things and it's going to make it look like he's God Almighty. Is that going to convince you? we got the book. We've been reading it for all of our lives. Do we believe it? Do we believe? Do we believe this book? That's the main thing. Do you believe every word of this book? Because if you don't believe every word of being the true, then you've got to go out a different angle. Is this the true word of God, or is this a metaphor for life? That's the question. Well, did God create the earth in six days and rest on himself? That's the question you've got ask. And if, that's, and if you don't believe the first chapter of Genesis, then the rest of the books are irrelevant
1: to you. Irrelevant. It's all there. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. Yeah, out. It's all <laughs> <great>. <laughs> to add to this, sounds like a can here, but Paul is drawing on a lament, on a Jewish moment. and there's three, four laments in the Jewish thing. One is a petition. Yahweh, you know that one where the lord said i heard your uh prayer solomon and i have heard thy prayer and have chosen this place to myself for a house of sacrifice that was a temple and it ends with if my people which are called by my name god's answering this guy's prayer that was grumbled and no doubt carried to him somehow Humble themselves and pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and heal, and, and forgive their sin and heal their land. The response to the calamity uh, type of lament is this one Hosea 3 4 3. The land or earth mourns, its inhabitants languish, including wild animals, birds, and fish. The cause is because of human sin. Period. Four, that's Hosea four, three, two and three. And then Jeremiah goes on. I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form, and void in the heavens, and, and, and they had no line. I'm gonna go through. it And it lands in, for they shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above be black, because I have spoken it, I have purposed it and will not repent, neither will I turn back from it." that's God speaking. So, these, this earth is in trouble because of us. Yeah. Serious trouble. No. Ain't global
0: warming. Yeah,
1: and, it 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 they, 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 have and they have Joel, it it this died. goes on. But this lands in another mourning motif. Behold the Lord, this is Isaiah 24, Behold, the Lord maketh earth empty, and maketh it waste, and turneth it upside down, and scattereth abroad the inhabitants thereof. This is Isaiah 24, 2. And it shall be, as with the people, so with the priest, so with the servant, so with his master, and with the maid, so with her mistress, as with the buyer, so with the seller, as with the lender, so with the borrower, as with with the taker of usury, so with the giver of usury to him. The land shall be utterly empty and utterly spoiled. The Lord hath spoken. Mm -hmm. He's (laughs) waiting. The land is in trouble because of us. Isaiah 33. The highways lie waste. The wayfare man ceaseth. He hath broken the covenant. He hath destroyed. Despise the cities, he regardeth no man. The earth mourneth. It's tied right to it. The next, next passage is the earth mourneth in language. Lebanon is ashamed and hewn down. Sharon is like a wilderness, and Bashan and Carmel shake off their fruits. He, he ties this land in the morning to the sin of humanity. There's no question that Paul's drawing on this and trying to slap the Roman church awake to realize how serious their sin is and to turn from it. They've got an obligation now to follow God and drop the dumb stuff. He is serious, deadly serious. He's calling on these laments. There's dozens of them in the Bible. We groan within ourselves as we wait for adoption. We groan within ourselves as we
0: wait for heaven. 2 Corinthians 5, 2 through 4. We look forward to that which is far better. Uh, Philippians 1, 21-23. Uh, see, we eagerly await the redemption of the body. We're, looking for, we're eagerly looking forward to our new body. Philippians 3, 20 and 21. We're eagerly looking for our eternal reward.
1: Think about it. We're looking
0: for heaven. Maybe not consciously every moment, but I'm looking forward to heaven. I'm going to get to see some people I haven't seen before. But the main thing is, is, I'm going to get to see Jesus Christ. I'm going to get to see Him in His glory. I can't wait. I don't know how I'll be received before Him, but I'm longing for that day. And every time I think about longing for that day, I regret the things that I've done and problems. We are eagerly looking forward to our new body. We're, done that, we're eagerly looking forward for our eternal reward. 2 Timothy 4.8 We are eagerly waiting for the glorious appearing of our Lord. We're supposed to be getting up every morning, looking at these, waiting for the Lord. Titus 2.13 I'm on, I'm gonna stop right there and we'll pick up. And we well, only made it to verse 24. We can start verse 24. I thought we probably would make 25. There's a lot there. Uh, any questions, any comments? See, this book of Romans is the fire of all fires up. And as we are dwelled with in with the Holy Spirit, this book right here should be a massive motivator. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, It should be a massive motivator. We have an opportunity, while we're still breathing, to affect change in this world. And the change that we are to affect is by, first of all, us loving one another. And second of all, loving our neighbors as ourselves. Now, our neighbors don't necessarily have to be Christians.
1: Was a, I was at a hardware store and I stopped and said, Hi, how are you doing? And this lady was 33. And I said, I'm 34. She asked me where my birthday was. And I said, Saturday, I'm 34. And we laughed. And I said, uh, So, do you have children? She says, I have a grandbaby. You're the man. I have a great. What are you going to say to that? I said, Man, you should bring those kids to Deep Creek Baptist Church. I said, Are you a Christian? She says, uh, No. And uh, so I know where she's at. So now I've got to be kind and you've got to pray for this. I don't even know her name. But anyway, she, she is a young person that no one has spoken into her life. Christian. She's 33 has a daughter, somewhere around 15, 16, probably. She said she had her first child when she was 15. About 9, Maybe a little over, but now she has a baby. So um, maybe, maybe. Was a, there was no fear. And she was still wide open. She had no pushback, is my point. And I got out of there before she got in no, she was she was wide open. She had no idea.
0: I do where Greek was and went on. Any questions? Any We're going to have to our act together. Yeah. For me, everybody, Christ uh, is expecting a lot more. We
1: ought
0: to be doing it out of, out of love. We ought to be doing it because even when we were are sinners, he loved us. And then he gave us this great gift. And, uh, you know, uh, someone would take it for granted. Hey, I got mine. That ain't my calling. God didn't call me to go tell my mother. Yeah, he did. Just read your book and you'll find out. You know, and you go visit now, people when you walk in their house and they know you're coming. You tell them when you're going to be there, you know, some, you know they know you're coming, so they that the time. And you walk in and they dust it off the Bible and they set it back down, but they didn't set it down exactly where it was at. You can see where the Bible set
1: the dust for it. You know, but,
0: but the thing is, you're never going to know who Jesus is. You're never going to know what he likes and what he dislikes. You're never going to know how he wants you to work. If you don't read the book, that's just like when you get married. You're never going to know what your wife likes. And you're never going to know what your wife dislikes unless you get it all. You'll find out about dislikes in a hurry. And not because not because you're trying to, because you just don't know. And so when you find out what she likes, what do we do? We tend to want to, we tend to, want to keep that side happy. You know, the saying, happy wife, happy life. But it's the same thing with Christ. Think about this. It's the same thing with Christ. No matter what we do, He may be angry, he, he angry with us. We let Him down and we disappoint Him. When He always forgives us, He's ready. He's right there. He's right, and we can't—we can't love at the depth that he does, and we can't. Some of us just can't let stuff go. Really, you can't. I can't sometimes. Well, me personally, if I get angry or something, you know, within about thirty minutes to an hour, I'm over, moving on. You might want to spend a lot of time with. There are other people in my family, Then months later they'll bring it right back up. You know, so they have the mind of an elephant. They don't forget anything. <laughs> I'm, I don't have that much face up there to remember that kind of stuff. I you <laughs> But anyway, not, and I'm not talking about sharing or anybody like that, but if you want to know where you stand, if you really want to know where you stand, what's important to you, ask your children. Ask your children, so what do you perceive as the most important thing in my life? And be prepared probably to get you feeling something. Because they're going to tell you exactly what they perceive as the most important thing in your life. I asked mine one time They told me mine was work. The most important thing in my life was work. I was what else? Okay, that's it. All you want to do is work. <laughs> if you'll come to a ball game, you're there 15, 20 minutes, you got, to go, you got to go back to work. But what they didn't understand was I felt the need. I had a mortgage. I had a family fees. And I felt it was my responsibility as long as I was sick, not sick and draw a rent to put food on that table and make sure they had a roof over their head and clothes over their That's how I worked. And... Uh, I missed out a lot. But the youngest didn't listen to me. And I'm kind of proud of that. So, be prepared for what you say. I asked them today. Uh, well, I'm, I have asked them. I'm going to ask them today. Uh, I don't know what mood they're in. And I really don't care. But I want to know what they feel like today. If they feel the important to me. And I'm going to ask my grandkids. That's brave right there. (laughs) That's brave. But but try it and just see. Don't get angry. Just don't get Just take it and, and use it and grow from it. Any questions? Any comments? Father God, we love you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this book. The whole book. We thank you specifically right now for the book of Romans. Lord, we ask you to open it up to us. Let us glean all the little pearls that you would have up to the Let us apply them for our lives. Lord, let us become people who are readers of the law. Let us become your hands and your feet. Let us see people through your eyes. Give us the heart and action. Lord, we love Yes, in Jesus' name, keep us safe. Bring us home, or bring us
1: back here Sunday. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.